Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. My goodness, I think that, uh, are you on? You're not on. Ha, good morning, She's Dishers. not even on. Now she's on. We haven't had coffee. We tried to we find tried coffee. To get coffee. You guys, it is. This is nuts, you guys. Oddly crowded already yeah. at this early hour. Normally, the streets are fairly empty. We can take our time, get a cup of coffee. Oh, no. No, no, no. There, there was were, a bathroom line. There was a bathroom? At 8 a.m., yes. Wow. Yeah, that's new for us, I tell you what. But uh, we're so glad to be out here at the beautiful, Minnesota, great Minnesota get-together at the State Fair. We're just totally hanging out. We've been here a couple days together already. Um, not sick of each other yet. Not yet. Not really, hu- not really hungry yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all of the foods, all of the fun we want to bring to you. This We're here for two hours today. Next week, next Saturday, the shop girls will be in this place. Um, but we're so excited to be here with you guys. We have a great crowd in the audience. We see some T-shirts out there. Some Don't Yuck All My Yum. Right. Our T-shirts are available for, sta- for sale at the State Fair. Also, you can find them online. There's a link if you want to order one there. Yeah. yeah. And it's the first time we've had a shirt, so we're pretty excited. Stephanie helped in the design. Thanks, to everybody, at my talk for making that happen. Yeah. Weekly Dish Yow. Weekly Dish Yow. I do think we need to get a shirt for Maida. I know, I think we Because she wrote our theme song. She's written two yeah. theme songs for us in the last 17 years. Yeah. And she's a really big deal. She's a big star. And then um, also, uh, I've, I've heard from some of the co-hosts, the honorary co-hosts, they're like, do I get honorary co-host t-shirt? Like Elizabeth Reese was like, do I get one? I'm like, yeah, I'll hook you up. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Our honorary co-hosts. And... There have been a lot of those this summer, <laughs> and I want to thank gone. everyone. I had a lot of travel, a lot of book things, just gardening things, festival things. <laughs> People a lot were of like, things. did you quit? Yeah, no, I did not quit. <laughs> I am happily going to be doing the weekly dish until they probably kick me off or Stephanie gets sick of me. Yeah, of I don't two. know. I might poison you. It might yeah. happen. Like, it's just going to be a slow, slow roll forever. I am, I'm heading up to the cabin next weekend, uh, harvesting tomatoes, because all of you that have followed the journey, you know I have, like, 60 tomato plants. If anyone's keeping score, I've had one, count it, one red one. 
These are early girl tomatoes that I planted from seed that really? are supposed to, in a normal situation, come to ripening in 45 to 60 days. Yeah. It's been 62 up in Ely. I mean, it's not warm up there. I'm I'm still strategizing what I'm going to do if I end up with all green tomatoes, which has happened before. It's happened before. So I'm just ready for the chutneys, the salsas, all the things. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so next weekend I'll be harvesting tomatoes and then... Weirdly, there's a wedding the weekend after that. Okay. That my niece is getting married. Yeah. So you're, so you're dipping in. You're gonna dip out. <laughs> and then you're and gonna they're dip gonna in, be like, wait, she's. But then I'm back. As long as we have you for the real beginning of feast season. Yes. If we get November, December, de- we got you no, locked in for that. That's yep. great. Summer's over. That's and, great. And you guys, here's a little tip for the state fair. Don't on the way out of the Dixie Chicks at 11:30, eat a slice of pizza as big as your head. I woke up this morning in like a, ye- I couldn't tell if it was like a yeasty, bready hangover or a beer hangover. It was like, what is this fog over my eyes? Well, and I'm puffy. Well, let me just say that I did see you before you went to the chicks and you had had a few beers. So I don't know. So we're not blaming the, the pizza at 1130. I don't know if it's the pizza. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say we were having some good times. Hanson and I were sitting outside of the uh, karaoke, the garden building, but we had some beers just sitting on the grass and actually talking to us, like random people who walked by. It was pretty funny. We have had some, some good times. There is. So yeah. we have uh, 65 new beverages out yeah. at the State Fair. Yeah. And many of the existing beverages that have become favorites. We're going to talk with our friend Brad Glynn from Liftbridge this hour, who they're celebrating the 10-year of the mini donut beer. They really kind of started us all off on this beer stunt category. I mean, you guys, the amount of beers that Liftbridge is doing this year is a little bit fantastic, which is why we wanted to have them on. I think we had them on last year, but we thought this year it's really important because they're really bringing it this year. They sure are. They have so many beers around the entire state fair, not just at Ballpark, but Ballpark and and Liftbridge kind of kicked it off as the mini donut thing together, and we always appreciate them for that. Um, but yeah, we basically have, uh, there's 65 new beers and of course somewhere near to a hundred new foods, you know, we had the 35 officials and then so many more ones that we just sort of, it's been crazy. So I went out on day one and ate all the new foods and had all the beers. And then you've been sampling as you go. You came with me on the journey for a little bit and you popped in, you popped out. I dip in and I dip out. And Um, we kind of did it all. If you were... How do you want to handle this today? Like, do you want to talk about, like, some of your top fives? I don't know. Or, like, was there anything that I was with you, and I don't know if you'll say what it was, but you did spit one thing out. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. You guys, actually, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I'm not going to name names on this. There were This was the first fair I spit three things out. I think I saw two. You saw two for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to name names because it could have been me. It really could have been me where I was at the moment. And I am committed to, because I'm committed to being honest about food reaction and like what you feel about it. I'm going to actually go today and retry at least two of them. One, no. But there's definitely two that I'm going to go retry. And it's not the Ludafisk no, steamed buns, if I you're actually, wondering. I actually ate that and enjoyed it. We did. I liked it too. I, didn't, I mean, it was just, it was hard, but it was It not, was stunt food. Yeah, it's stunt food. Um, okay, so... So let's go through and just start... I mean, let's talk about some of the wins. Yeah. Let's talk about the wins. Because, of course, for me, I'm going to tell you that my number one win was the uh, Hamlin Dining Hall's... Holy Hamloaf. The Holy Hamloaf. It's, you guys, Hamloaf with cheese and onions on a griddled sourdough bread with a flipping egg in it? it yes. Was, it was almost like they said, let's make a sandwich that Stephanie March, in particular, is yes. really going to love. It literally was that. I saw that, and I knew... And I was like, oh, this is going to be the jam. 
Also, the Galabao, the steam bun yep. from Yia Vang's um, stand. You look at it, and it looks like it's going to be kind of this heavy, doughy plunk. Because yeah. it's just as big as your head next to the green sauce. But it was so light, almost a little sweet. It was like Wonder Bread stuffed with ground pork and lemongrass. It was so and an delicious. Egg. And an egg in there, yeah, too. Yeah, and the egg. I yeah. really loved that bun. Yeah, it was. And I, it, like I was saying, like I in my perfect world, it would be a little bit smaller because of how much gut space I want to you know, make sure that yep. I have for all the rest of the foods I have to eat. But I did. The flavors on that were s- tremendous. And the hot sauce, tremendous. What I loved better, and, I, and I'm okay with saying that, is they, they didn't pick it for the official new food, but they did. it is still the new food for Yevang and, and Union Mung, is the noodles, cold noodles. You guys, especially over the last few days where it's been steamy as heck out here, those cold noodles... If you get that, and then you get the spicy shrimp or sausage on top, we hit it with the hot sauce. That's the right kind of internal heat. That's okay, perfect. that might be lunch for me today. Yeah, it's. I recommend. Like, I'm just saying, if the if the galabao looks too big for you, and maybe it's you're like, oh, that looks really bready. I don't know if I'm up for that. Like those cold noodles are just light and airy, but so packed with flavor. Love it. One thing too that someone made a comment on our Facebook page. They're like, well, when I went, it was I had this, and it was not cooked, and this wasn't crispy, and this wasn't good. I do think we need to recognize that we get like usually, especially on TV, we get like the best version of what they're bringing us. And sometimes then when they're having to cook, you know, a thousand in a row, the execution can suffer. Well, and that's why I think our, that's why we were talking about this on the way over you guys. Like my guide to the fair foods is different from every other guide to the fair foods, which is why, because two things, one, we all start in different parts of the park. I always start in the West end. I know like the star tribune ladies start up here. So it's different times of the day that you get to something. I think the grand, I think that the French meadow thing might be one of those moments where they got to the French meadow kind of early in the day and they got that, you know, cream cheese stuff, basant. And it was like, apparently they, they gave they it like four it. stars. By the time we got to it at like one o'clock in the afternoon or like noon, I think we hit it. It was not good. It was just not good. And I don't know if we got one that had been sitting out or it was, it was, I said, skip it because it was chewy. I couldn't even bite through it. Was it was very dry. And it was not great. But that's the point is like, so that's what's rough about this for the readers because for us out here on the fairgrounds, but just like you, you may go like if you hit somewhere in the morning versus the afternoon, you might have a different experience than what we did. So the bacon wrapped waffle dog that I had was fantastic. The bacon was crispy. But you the got The Kermarchik sausage was awesome. The waffle was perfectly done, but I got it. They brought it as a TV sample, so they're going to bring me their best, most perfectly cooked right. waffle, and it was revelatory. I loved it, yeah. and and then other people were like, the, the not- waffle was soggy, and the bacon wasn't cooked. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a great assault, and that's why we try. That's why I think it's important to like, you know, for the for the ones who are doing it on the TV stage yep. versus the ones who are doing it like boots on the ground. So. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to continue the State Fair chatter. We're going to give you all the good stuff. We're going to talk about beers, foods, all the things that we've ate. We're out here live at the My Talk stage. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey, parents. Hang in there. Summer days are almost over. One last water balloon battle, princess pool party, ice cream scooping, and watermelon slicing till your arms fall off before school finally begins. Don't give up. Join the YMCA. Our classes and equipment will give you the stamina to crush this final push of summer like ice for homemade snow cones, which you made for an entire slumber party. But soon enough, you will be victorious. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. Turn up your 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071 out at the State Fair. We have a lovely crowd of people here. Just a, just a really energetic. You guys are all, you're all drunk, aren't you, already? It's okay. So are we. We're not. We're not yet. But no, not. We are so glad because we have, uh, we have Mr. Liftbridge himself here. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracking open We're that ready. Paloma. Yeah. That is amazing, I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, thank, happy 10-year mini donut anniversary. Thank you very much. Brad Glenn from Liftbridge Brewing Company up in Stillwaters, up in the Stills. Gosh, yeah, 10 years at mini donut beer. Yeah, it's amazing to think. It was literally 10 years ago, and now there's so many new things every year. So uh, There's like 60 new things, Brad. You're a part of that. You're like, of the 60, you're like 10. Yeah, ten more, ten new things this year. This year we definitely did a lot more work, and that's kind of our theme of the year: is it's team effort. Okay, like I we're like lined up really nice at Liftbridge uh, with a awesome production team. We actually bought a lot of equipment for filtering our hard seltzer base. Yep. So here at the fair, you can't have spirits, right? Right. So we can ferment a hard seltzer base, which is gluten-free, up to about 16% alcohol. So that, and then we filter it through a nano filter, super technical, but takes it down to about drinking water, essentially, um, in terms of like micron and other content. So it's super clean. Yeah. And just creates a blank palette for really everyone's imagination. Wow. Yeah. So that's on that side of things. But then, like, we invested in the last year. We have an awesome new design manager named Josh Ernst, who's a big fan. Shout oh. out to Josh. Oh, hi, Shout Josh. Shout out to Josh. He should have been here. Come he's, on, Josh. He's on vacation for his dad's <laughs> birthday. Got so it. that he prioritized family, which is good. But he's a big fan. And he, you know, took all of the inspiration of the flavors and created all this oh, artwork you my. see everywhere, like for the Paloma. For the Orange Dream Slushy, yes, uh, Mini Donut Beer, Blue Hawaiian, yes. So you set, you see a theme. I've too. seen it's a this, lot of the great oh, eight part seltzers around. Yeah, so like Loved on the it. design side, even Josh is killing it, you know, and uh, so fun. It's just been really fun. The Andes Grill Salted Caramel Malt Shake Milkshake mm -hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, and that was a new one too. We hadn't done anything with dairy. Yeah, I'm like, well. We could try. And it was boozy. I it loved was it. delicious. I loved it. it was refreshing. Yeah. That's great. And then talking with the family over there, they're like, you know, our milkshakes have just not been selling well because, you know, it's hot. Yep. And, yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, have you tried putting booze in it? Like, <laughs> like I say to most things, right? Like, right. You tried boozing it up. And they're like, well, it might get diluted. I'm like, no, with our high alcohol base, it really won't get diluted. It doesn't. That much. No. So we use the, their ice cream mix that they normally use. Booze it up a bit. We use natural caramel and sea salt, honestly. So it's, it's like, so good. It, it's delicious. It's yeah. one of my favorites, too. It really is. And you just all the flavors come through. It's got 5% booze, so it is a little boozy. You can find it at Andy's Grill. It's really great. Yeah, it's going really well there. So, What's uh, been your number one seller so far? Just anecdotally. Besides Mini Donut? Yeah, yeah besides Mini Donut. Is everyone still um, excited about king. Mini Donut? The that's the king. The Great Ape has been a, a kind of a sneaky one because it's at the grandstand, too. Oh, oh yeah. So, and they've been pushing it hard. I was there last night, and she was like, you need to try the Great Ape. Yeah, and I got two calls from them last night. Like, this is delicious. One was, is it gluten-free? Like, oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, a lot of people are asking. So, um, yeah, that one's selling really well. So that's kind of a underground success. The Orange Dream, too. The Orange uh, sickle, basically. The, the Orange Dream Sickle was yeah. spectacular. Yeah. I love that one. That one I thought, I, I'm in trouble because I'm going to drink this so fast. And who's selling that? 
That's that, Eddie Andy's too. That's Eddie okay. Andy's too, yeah. 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 That was really great. Yeah. Like, that was the one that I was like, I have to put this aside because I have a whole day ahead of me and I have to wait. But I'm coming back for that one for sure. There is something sneaky that wasn't on your list that it wasn't on the state fairs list that's brand new, but at the soda um, barrels around. Yeah. Yep. So there's four of them this year, the Bridge and Barrels. We actually are debuting our ginger ale. Oh. So it's not alcoholic, and that's probably why it's not on anyone's radar, but it's uh, pretty delicious. We've been is working on the recipe for the last year. Okay. So this is the first time ginger ale has been out in the public. Really? So um, we are coming out with cans of it next month, but there's still like delays on all that stuff. So It makes me want to have a Moscow mule. Is that a bad oh, thing at 9.30? Really <laughs> so we want it to be a little bit more adult than normal ginger mm-hmm. ales, but didn't want to go as far as ginger beer, which right. is really spicy. This has natural ginger. We also use some botanicals like um, I think I use uh, sorry uh, coriander and rose and something spruce oh so a little yeah bit of, it's nice a little bit of complexity it's there. soft but it's it's mm-hmm. definitely that's like a re, that is the kind of ginger refresher you want like when you're eating a lot of food you know what I mean like that's kind oh, of yeah. like it just sparks right through it's it. a digestif it's a digestif <laughs> it totally oh boy. Is. it is this is the only show on this station where you could say <laughs> Digestive. Yes, digestive. And I anyone even knew what we were talking about. Right, right. Oh, my god. Are gosh. there other, your, your colleagues with a lot of people that are here at the State Fair, are other, you know, you kind of paved the way, I feel like, for Stunk Beer. And are you getting uh, other beer makers? Everyone's on the bandwagon now. For sure. And, well, it's funny, we were at the uh, um, other station yesterday talking with uh, Surly reps, and they were like, super happy that they finally like did they jumped something into cool. the pool yeah and i'm like that's delicious like yes. i tried it i'm like their lemonade steps are great so it's a combination of not just being wacky and out there it's got to taste good yes it's got to look good and it's got to be fun to see and yes. see your friends drinking that what is that let me let me check it out so. i feel like that's kind of the evolution like in the beginning the stunt beers were some were good some weren't great i think it's it's kind of a requirement that no, at I, this point the beers and the drinks have to kind of taste good and have a certain fun element. Yeah, and we we stopped calling them stunt beers. We're calling them craft beers with a pH. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> because it isn't just a stunt. Because that's the point. It's like they're better. Yeah, and because you guys, I mean, Mini Donut kind of was like the beginning, and it actually was such a high quality, good thing. Obviously, it's really kicked butt for ten years. But then everybody took that and kind of went, woo, and then I think it's coming back to yeah, what it should have taste. Been. Just craft with a pH. Yep, and, and reflecting what, you know, we tried to make state fair in a cup, yeah. right? So getting those flavors that are Midwestern, getting them that are like quintessential, like Minnesota state fair, and, yeah. and working that into that like brings it full circle. When you come to the fair, is there something you need to eat that you think pairs well with? Well, I, I mean... <laughs> Anything pairs well, right, with a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of booze, right? But it's hard to, like, pick exact pairings, but I always get the egg roll at Kvet, so I had that. Yep. I already did that first day You did right that away. first day. I have to yep. go there today. I get a gyro at Dino's. I did that for breakfast yesterday. Yeah. Um, corn I haven't had yet, but um, we're actually at Raging Cajun this year, too, with our Limetime Lager. Oh. Which they have banging jambalaya. Yeah, they I, do. I've never had it before. Yeah. Like, honestly. Like, yeah. Um, to be told, and I had it with a lime time. I'm like, this is a really good pairing, jambalaya and lime time. Okay, so at the Raging Cajun. Yeah. 
That's a good call. We got to write that down. Yeah, they're a fun place to sit and have a beer, too, and hang out, or a seltzer, for that matter. For sure. Chicago dogs. I always have to have a Chicago dog. Love those yes. guys from Stillwater also, so we got to support the local homies. you got to do it. Um, I'm curious if you think next year that we're going to be having THC seltzers at the fair. What's your prediction? I think it'll be a couple more years. Because yeah. we um, still don't have craft liquor. We still don't have hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great distilleries that are doing a lot of good things, employing a lot of people, and, and doing a lot of meaningful things to the state. So distilleries could come next, and I don't know about THC. It's going to be a little while. Has that yeah. been, uh, their new products to the market, has that been significant for you in terms of product and development? Yes, and we actually haven't started selling any yet. So I know um, you've got one in the can. I bet you yeah, do. Yeah, we do, and we're just waiting on Stillwater, actually, to legalize us to manufacture and sell. I yeah. saw that article last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Brad. Everyone can find your Lift Bridge, many of the many beers out here all over the place, at Ballpark, at... Had so many places. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's All like over. ten different spots. Right. Just go place to place asking for a lift bridge. Do that. That's, That's a great idea. What What do you got from lift Simple. bridge? I love it. Thanks. Thanks ben. for joining us. Introducing Old Dutch's two newest flavors, Dutch Crunch Garden Herb and Everything Bagel Popcorn. Garden Herb Kettle Chips are seasoned with a flavorful medley of fresh herbs and spices to make any occasion worth reminiscing about. Premium Everything Bagel Popcorn is another new must-try, flavored with a delicious blend of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, dried onion, and garlic that's sure to be one of your new favorites. Stop by your local grocery or convenience store to pick up your favorite local snacks. Old Dutch Foods. Quality lives here. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Woo! Thank you for joining us live at the Minnesota State Fair. We are out here, and we have a lovely crowd of people hanging out today. And hopefully you guys are coming out. I think you're all either coming out or you're here. Because yes. there's a lot of people. It sounds like everyone is preparing. Like, all the vendors are getting ready for a really big day. Well, we got here at 8 o'clock, and it was already fairly busy. Right. It was it was busier than normal enough to like know that, you know... Uh, we hadn't seen lines like that yet. So. No. But that's okay because guess what? It's a nice... Here's the weather report. It's pretty nice out. Oh, those first two oh. days, you guys. Comparably, the sweat fest that was happening here, let me just tell you what, that was not great. Also, you know how your phone is supposed to facial ID recognize you? I don't know if it's because I'm three times puffier than I was two days ago, <laughs> but I keep having trouble with the facial ID. You're kidding. No. And I'm like, it must be because I'm so puffy. I mean... That's uh, that's that's a hazard. Yeah, that's a state fair hazard that's a right fair there hazard. when your face doesn't recognize or your phone doesn't recognize your face. Right, your face. You recognize my face. I got your face. Uh, we're gonna continue to talk about our favorite, our picks, and our hits and our our dribs. Can I ask about food. how you felt about uh, Al Taco Baba? Oh, the from hummus? Baba's hummus because like some people loved it and then other people were like, eh. "Here's what I'm going to say about this. I love that hummus. That Jerusalem style hummus is my favorite hummus, hands down. Yep. And I thought having a little bit of taco meat in there was a nice idea. I want to always want a little protein in there. Yep. I don't know if I'm going to pick that for a state fair food. In the fact of like, I also know that like. Now, especially that Baba's has a store open, right. a restaurant open, I can get something like that there. I love them, but I just don't know if I'm walking around eating hummus at the State Fair. Yeah. That's my thing. And I said that last year, too. Like, I think they're fantastic people. But it's the same thing of, like, you know, you just there's some things that you want at the fair and some things that you're like, I'm going to have that another day. Kind of like, I'll be honest... Like the the Minnesota charcuterie board that they did. I 
thought that that was real cute, but who wants to eat charcuterie at the fair? I don't know. Well, I think my mind was that that was a moment that was... And, and because it's in the Coliseum, it's at a place called uh, Sabino's, I think, or... Um, Serapinos. Serapinos, something like that. I know I should have that. But the thing of it is, is that I think that if, literally, if you are, like, watching a horse show, if you are one of the people who are, like, there yeah, at the Coliseum yep. doing that, that's what it's for. That's for you. Perfect. Go get a beer. Sit down. Snack on your meat and cheese because you're going to be there all day. You're watching shows. You're watching horses. That's what it's for. It's not for us. So in that context, great. Otherwise, it's yeah, just meat it and looked cheese. like a cute Minnesota-shaped cracker. But it was. Here's the thing: is I wish that they had not put that on the official list. I wish that they had just let that be new, and let it be like telegraphed out at the Coliseum because the, putting it on the official list makes it like a destination try. Right. And that's that's what I think. I wish they would change. Did you like the bee sting Sunday at Bridgman's? Because I haven't had it yet, and that seems like my jam. Hot honey. Yeah. Spicy peanuts, whipped cream, vanilla ice cream, yum. Yeah, no, it was, I thought they used the hot honey almost like a caramel in there. And that's what it kind of came off as. Oh, yum. And so then the spicy peanuts were a great crunch. That ice cream is peerless. I mean, like, it's a great, Bridgham's ice cream is great. Um, I thought it was perfect. I okay. thought it was really great and simply done. I, uh, I don't, like, again, that's one of those ones where it was a great flavor. But if we're going to talk ice cream, you have to try. Did you get the butter ice cream from Blue Moon? No. Oh, my God, girl. We're going to go do that, like, after our okay. one stop. The butter ice cream made, it's the Minnesota Dairy Lab, and it's, it's made with Irish butter. Like, like the real Irish yeah, butter. Like a super high fat European content butter. And then they serve it on these little French toasty points, cinnamon French toast points. Not French toast, just cinnamon toast points. Literally, that is like, it is a revelation in ice cream. It Yum. is spectacular and rich and creamy, but not cloying. It's got that balance. And then you like dip your toast point in it. It is beyond. One thing that's been somewhat polarizing, and I saw this and thought, oh, I'm not going to like it, and then I had it with you, and we both went, oh, oh, that was pretty good, was the cheese curd stuffed pizza pretzel. Yeah, that, you know, Green Meal every year is one of those, it's an outlier because you're always like, they're there by the kid park, you know what I mean? They know what they're doing. They're just going to be pizza mostly, but then they get kind of a new thing going. And I would say a lot of the times it falls flat because it doesn't feel like they're paying attention. That one, you guys, it's like a big hunky pretzel that you can walk with, and it's stuffed with cheese and pizza stuff. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was good. That's a state fair food. That's a state fair food. And also, one that I didn't love, but everyone has really enjoyed, is the cheesecake curds at Lulu's. For me, there wasn't enough, like, cheesecake to batter because they were small, but for other people, they were like the perfect bite size for dipping in the jam. I didn't want more because it was too. It would it would have gone too sweet and too much. I thought it was a perfect thing that you share with a bunch of people. You'd like dip in the strawberry jam and then you pop it in your face and you're great. Paul Folger yesterday on Twin Cities Live, we had them tasting it. Did you see that? You guys, <laughs> we're doing a tasting table. And so I had Ben and Elizabeth tasting it. And then we went down the road. And Paul's like, mine's spicy. I don't understand. And I'm like... Wait, did I? And then I totally doubted myself, you guys. I was like, oh, my God, did I forget to mention? Were, were there spice in these that I missed? No, no. He dipped it in Mama Vang's hot sauce instead of the <laughs> strawberry sauce. And I was like, we're all like, you just invented an entire new hack. That's hilarious. I know. It was pretty great. Uh, the dill pickle cheese curd taco. I liked all the flavors. Yeah. Every time I bit into it, though, like... Yep. This like slice plank. of dill pickle plank yep. was hanging down yep. hot yep. on my lip. We hated that. 
Execution. That was an execution moment. I don't think the foods are bad or good based on like, I, you know, there's like, I enjoy it, but somebody else might not. That's not bad or good. That's just context. But when the execution is a problem, that's the problem. And I, I ate the other side thinking, oh, I just had a weird like, yeah. and same thing, this hot pickly plank laying on my face and I was like <gasps> you had a panic yeah a little bit and I was trying to do it on a ca on camera which was also weird but yeah liked the flavor but I was just like oh I just wished that this pickle stayed in the bite yeah. and it just here's a lot of times I was feeling over this fair you guys with the whole pickle trend I thought if they only would just chop the pickles up and spread them around like even a relish that would have totally changed the dynamic of the dish and given the pickle like give me the dill if you're gonna go pickle trend give dill like fluffy's donut i, I mean did, i know did you try it did i you, did what do you think i liked it and i think i liked it because you prepared me so yeah you hear like yeast donut and then there's like a cream cheese frosting and then it's not frosting right it's cream cheese and then there's pickles and dill and so you look at it and you're thinking donut, but then you taste it and eat it and it eats like a bagel, bagel. with cream cheese yeah. and dill, which is delicious. It is the funny thing. Someone, some online person I saw made a comment of like, yeah, and then it just was like bread. And I'm like, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not a bad, that's not an insult to call a dough product bread, you know? But she was a young one, so that's fine. How'd you feel about the Amish donuts? Because those are getting a lot of love too. Yeah. The peanut butter cream donut and the that, plain. I think you and I were together on that one. I thought that the density of that donut was beautiful. I thought that the dough work on that was spectacular. I hit it at a point where I was done with sugar in the day, and that was, for me, quite sweet. You thought it wasn't as sweet as, Loved. as normal. I, I fully expected it to be this, like, sugary bomb with this peanut yeah. butter, and all the flavors were subtle and light, and the donut itself was super yeasty and yummy. I will tell you, they weren't open just now when we were up by Salem. It's right by Salem Church Dining Hall, you guys. And I thought I would have grabbed a... I didn't get the just the plain glazed... That would have been my jam. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go back and get that today just to sort of like do the work, do the journalistic work on that one. Of all the fair foods that I felt like broke through in my mind as like, wow, this is cool. This is delicious. It's tasty. It's a good value. It was that peanut butter cream donut. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't. And I'm, I'm not really a donut person. No, So it was surprising. Here's one that is an undersung that is I've sort of started really proselytizing this one. But these are the delicious grilled cheese bites up at O'Gara's. I cannot tell you how much I love those things. They're just like little squares of bread with cheese in it. But they're, they hit it with dill. And it is like the perfect dill, crusty, buttery, cheesy moment that, of course... I've been saying it for the last few days of like, O'Gara's is going to O'Gara, and you just got to let them O'Gara. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is like, they're going to give you that salty sustenance, and then you're going to go have another beer. Like, that's the whole point, and it's brilliant, and I'm totally here for it. It's kind of how I felt about Rick's fries. Like, the pickle fries, I was like, uh, a pickle fry, you've had these before, it's kind of... They had cut them so perfectly. Oh, yes. oh and then At Mike's hamburgers is yes. where they were. Did I just call them Rick's, Rick's. fries? And I was totally locating like they didn't have fries. Did I miss that fries? No. Do I have to go with those panicking. fries? I totally had a panic. The way they cut the pickle and the amount of batter to pickle ratio and the dipping sauce yeah. and the crisp. Yeah. 
that was really also super delicious. And I just kind of was like, ah, oh, pickle fry. But then I ate it and they were spicy a little bit. Yeah. I loved those. I thought they were great. Again, that's another one that I feel like uh, different people in the media had different experiences with those. Because if you, if you got them when the fry oil wasn't great, they're not going to like, they're going to slip out of the jackets. But for us, they were perfect. Yeah, I really loved them. Yeah, there's a lot of those things. A lot of lemonade out at the fair, too. So much lemonade. The dill pickle lemonade was a solid five for me. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I was good with it. Yeah, it tasted great. It was just enough dill to sugary sweet yeah, uh, I don't lemonade it, ratio. I want it to be a little bit like I poured some of my pickle brine into my lemonade, which I actually do. You know what I mean? I don't, but now I'm going oh, to. yeah. Salty? Come on. Um, let me ask you, did you try the ribs? Did no. you try the Maui Soto ribs? No, and okay. I've heard they were good. Yeah, they're good. They're sticky ribs. Yeah. And you know the RC story, you know, Charlie Torgerson, who's a, the guy who runs RCs, he developed these ribs with uh, his friends in Maui. That's why he's calling them Maui Soda. He developed these months and months ago before the fires, and he said that uh, he's donating part of the proceeds to this to the food shelves in, uh, in Maui for the people on the ground, and he's just, it's just like, what a great idea. To do yeah, because it's been uh, obviously and they're devastating. Delicious. I think they're delicious. One um, thing that if you're into the lemonades, the jaminades at Brim, there's a strawberry jalapeno <laughs> lemonade jam drink that I loved. Did you love it? No. Oh, I did love it. I know you did. And it was literally because you'd take a sip and it was like, mm, you got like hit in the face with jam through the straw and it like wedged itself in your teeth and then you were smiling and then there was like blueberry word. Like stuff in your teeth. I feel like you're actually talking about what happened. <laughs> I loved it. I thought the strawberry jam was spicy, and you, they you mixed up the jam in the bottom with this big thick straw. So yeah, yeah, you were getting some hunkly hunks of jam. Yeah, but in the lemonade context, yeah, with the spicy, it really worked for me. And I thought if you're out here and you're not having alcoholic beverages, there are some really fun non-alcoholic drinks a somali tea also at afro deli yes was delicious. real delicious the five and i've heard i didn't get the five spice at union one kitchen uh, i've heard it's great i, I did didn't not get it try either it. um there was i would have to say because giant baby was on the track we actually got the cherry limeade at this random lemonade corn dogs in and it was a massive cup and that was like we all were in love with that cherry limeade <laughs> it was pretty great all right, we have to take a quick break, you guys. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to do the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. We may just take your questions here. We don't know. We'll see. 651-641-1071. You can call in, or we'll take some questions live at the fair. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I swear to God, I'm going to teach you how to, to do radio. She left the microphone on for all the time we were on the air. Clipping it and yes. Hi, everybody. Here we are. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show where we take your calls, your questions. If anyone has an actual state fair question, you can just pop up on the side here and we'll get it during the course of this segment. Uh, Kathy actually has a question and she's waiting on hold. Uh, Kathy, are you there? How are you doing? Good. Hi. 
Um, see, okay, you have a question I'm hearing about jam. Tell me your jam conundrums. Okay, well, every year I make jalapeno jelly, and I want to make it not so sweet. Is there a science between the pectin and the sugar ratio? Oh, of course there is, and I'm not exactly that type of scientist cook. <laughs> I'm the Wait, kind of person Molly. that basically just boils things down and hope that it all comes together. So your jam is your jalapeno jam's turning out too sweet. It's way too sweet, and so I'm thinking about cutting sugar back and adding more pepper. I think you want to add the the pepper, but also, you know, are you tasting your jalapenos before you put them into the jam? Because I think there's a broad range of there's a broad range of heat depending on the jalapeno. Like some jalapenos just aren't that hot, and others are very hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll taste them first, but I definitely want it to be hotter. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we have someone in the crowd that happens to be a jam expert. Her name's Molly Herman. She's filled in for me many times. So not a jam expert. But sometimes when you put too much sugar in jams, it can um, make it runny, and it reduces the pectin ratio. So you want to be sure not to over-sugar. Okay, so okay. I think that's good advice. That's Taste it. your jalapenos to make sure you're getting the hot ones, and watch your sugar-to-fruit to ratio. ratio. Mm -hmm. That's it. I knew, cause I knew she'd have the answer. Seriously. Kathy, does that work for you? It does. You guys are the best. Okay. Thanks. Good luck. And you can always okay. send us some jam and we'll do some sampling for you. And just like we talked about the strawberry jalapeno jam at Brim, the Jaminade, I'm just discovering, and I know I'm the last one on this train, but that you can use jam for gin tonics. You can shake it up and make all kinds of drinks with your jam. We've been doing that for years. I know, but I just like I, th I forgot about it. And then there's a new restaurant. Dar Dorothy Stainbrook. Stainbrook, yeah. When she Keith brought Glenn us the jams. jams. Yeah, and we would do that with her beautiful, beautiful lemon balm jams, I feel like. Stephanie, what's the new restaurant that opened that's doing a, a jam wall? Luna and the Bear, and they have gin and jam. And so what's awesome, it's, a five, it's like five jams and five gins, and so you get to mix and match. So, like, you decide which kind of gin. Do you like floral? Do you like spicy? Do you like whatever? And then uh, then you go and you pick your jams. Do you want I'm all yuzu? About it. Do you want... It's so great. It's a smart, smart idea. Love, love, love. Yeah. I know. All right. Do we have any other live state fair questions? Hey, I want to shout out to any of you weekly dishers who are normal listeners. We have Brian. This is Brian who calls in every week. He's our first He's call. He's our first call almost every week. Seriously, he did give us a couple, he gave us some sheets to like talk about. Brian, do you have an actual big question you want to ask today? How was it? How was the fried, fried green, green tomato, tomato sandwich. sandwich at the Minnesota Farmers Union with the bacon, with the garlic aioli, with the griddled bun? Can you tell I loved it? Yeah, you had a better one than I did. Oh, I wanted to eat that sandwich 16 times yesterday and 12 times tomorrow. I loved it. Did you get it on TV? I did. Okay. I had a TV sandwich. You had a TV sandwich. <laughs> I did not have a TV sandwich, and I will just tell you that in the afternoon, the one that I had was not. It was not great. And okay. I, and, and it was an execution thing. I can see where it was good. It could be great. Like that's the thing. It's like I could see during the daytime, like if you had gone there early in the morning or right at noon, and everything was clicking, it could have been great. Our bacon was not great, and also we didn't have almost any sauce on it, so it was just sort of sliding around. It didn't, it didn't come together. I loved it. But again, I'm, I'm not like dissing it. It's almost, it's just like you just got to know. Here's the thing, too. If you don't want the bacon on that sandwich, they'll do a corn relish. 
The corn relish was kind of a sleeper hit, too. It was super good. And also two new fair items that they had that weren't new foods. They had a berry crumble. That was great. Fantastic. I thought, for, and I usually don't like their desserts because I kind of feel like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I don't want to sit and eat a pie piece while I'm walking. That little berry crumble thing, you can like pop it up and you can kind of just walk with it. And yeah, it was, it was really good. And then they had a like puff pastry that had like a corn relish inside it too that yeah. had tomatoes. That was a nice, savory, delicious bite too. Yeah, I thought that was fun. And don't forget the maple cream. Yeah. Oh, the maple cream that they put in their nitro coffee up there. Oh, yeah. That's your jam. I loved it so much. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't kind of indulged in that one yet. I just like had to like sit and think about it because it was my first state fair sip. And there's something about being on day one, 8 a.m., and getting that maple. It's just like a state fair memory tradition. in my brain. It's a tradition. Yes. I love that. I know. Do we have any other, other, any other callers? We don't. I okay. think, do you want to talk about... Um, oh, we do, we do have yeah, a caller? Yeah, Phyllis oh, is thanks, on Lexi. there. Right oh, hi, Phyllis. What can we do for you? Um, lately, I've been getting uh, beverages at bars that have egg whites shaken into them. I'm just yes. wondering, is that a pasteurized egg white or just an actual raw egg white? You have to wash the eggshell. I don't want to get sick making these. You, you're making these, or are you saying you want to make these yourself, or are you saying you're, you're worried about them at the, the restaurant? No, I want to make them myself. I love being a bartender at home. Oh, nice. I like it. Girls going all, you know, frappe and flip on us. I love it. A Ramos gin fizz. That's good. I think you're fine. I mean, I guess I, I don't think that uh, I've ever gotten sick from... There's a lot of booze to kill any bacteria. Mm-hmm. Does that count? That's that my non-scientific answer? <laughs> Is that how that works? Me. That's how it goes. I think you're fine. I think you're okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I think you're okay, too. We just make sure you don't get your yolk in there yeah, and shake it up. Yeah, I don't know. I, the I, key to that shake is you really have to vigorously shake shake and shake for a long time yeah for the egg white to go frothy you know who has really good drink videos to show you like simple drinks that you can make at home and she's also got a great product but it's sweet haven tonic yeah she's opened a distillery down south in i want to say farmington and she makes drink tonics which are elixirs that make easy at home cocktails but she's also got a lot of videos that show you how to make great drinks with just things around your house. That's nice. Yeah, she does a good job. That's great. Um, yeah, I don't know about like the whole thing of uh, bartending at home. I'm pretty impressed, especially if you're going to take on the egg whites. I'm like, pour this bourbon in this glass. There's a drink. Oh, yeah. No, that is pretty fancy. I know. I always like if I'm, I'm having a party today, I always have a signature something. Yeah. So I'll mix up a pitcher or a punch or something that I'm excited about. And then usually I'll have a non-alcoholic thing, too, and I try to make it a little fancier than just soda water. Right. Um, I'm actually having a baby shower today. I'm a little bit like, <laughs> you said that this morning, and I kind of can't believe you're going to leave here and go have I'm a baby I'm having shower. a baby shower for my very best friend from like 4 to 6 o'clock today. And everyone's like, do you need me to bring anything? I'm like, um, I'm not even home, so no. <laughs> I think you have everybody bring everything. And then you just like, they're standing outside your doorway with all the food. And you just, oh, yeah, up. that shit passed. So I got everything and I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll get home and have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys, we're going to wrap it up. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back with the second hour of the Weekly Dish live out here at the State Fair. We'd love to see you come by. Don't forget to pick up your Don't Yuck my, My yum, yum t-shirts. t-shirts. Woo! We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071.